What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley podcast. <laughs> I, I don't, how do you announce an announcer? I don't know. Um, but I have one on the show today. Uh, if you've seen any award shows lately, uh, there's a very, very high chance you've heard her voice. Um, you know, in I think her story is interesting because um, this young lady has burst on the scene, uh, IG, TikTok, you, you name it. If, if she has some type of social media, uh, folks are watching. And um, I'm glad that she has, has given me some time and and you as well since you're watching um i'm gonna stop talking uh roll the clip producer guy person we know veen i'm sorry it was just my way of saying how much i love your tail yeah you could swing from it and make it grab things and go all well whirly mine just hangs there wrong shadow high needs to work together on rainbow vision or more specifically to take down rainbow high this year Ugh. if you even have to ask yourself that question ask yourself what you're doing at shadow high you don't understand two hours isn't enough time it has to be perfect and i need to sparkle i'm daisy and i will slay this role we're here to practice a hot new routine for karen coral day oh that's uh, that's nothing just uh, something we always hum when we're warming up malt and i are the purveyors of a world-class gelato cart if you ever need a cold treat or directions we have you covered our work here is done malt on to the yeah. next neighborhood Chanel, that M-style cover you styled was amazing. Honestly, I love all your looks. I can't believe these are your friends and this is your life. I can't believe this is my life. Hey, everybody. Sunset here on Queen Island. And guess what? Rehearsals for the Queen's Gala are happening. I bet there's a huge pearl in that giant clamshell. What's crazy about that clip <laughs> is... So I, I was trying to bring you in slowly as, as a live announcer who's done this, this, and this. But <laughs> even in your cartoons, you're still being a presenter, which is yeah. adjacent to, to being a, a, a live announcer. Um, oh, in case you don't know, Queen Ovine is here, y'all. Oh, hell. <laughs> Hi, it's okay. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. Good to see you, girl. Good to see you, Trey. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, it's it has been a while uh, since we have have chat. Um, mm -hmm. Lots of things have happened. Um, <laughs> certain people have gotten married on me and stuff. And see y'all. Oh, okay, Flossin. I see Ooh. you going. So, oh, mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, all wiped up now and. You know, yeah, um, you know, you know, newly, newlyweds doing what newlyweds do, newlyweding and things. But um, yeah. you know, lots of it has been happening for you. And um, just first off, I'm gonna give you flowers now. Um, oh, thank you. You know, you you have really been putting in the work, and uh, you like so many of of the the young folks. I say young like I'm. 70 but you know <laughs> younger than me yeah. um have, have gotten into this business 
and and y'all and y'all doing your thing. You, Gabe, Enrique, yeah. um, a couple other um other, other other young folk I can think of. Y'all have just come in like, hey, you we you will not ignore us. We we are here. here. We are here. Um, yep. You know, you come from from humble beginnings, Connecticut, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes, Connecticut. Where and, um, no one's from. <laughs> That's not true. They, they, Connecticut is no, the only thing I know about Connecticut. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, That's my point. And moving on <laughs> uh, is you and the, and the Connecticut <laughs> School of Broadcasting. Or something like that. We'll have to something. talk to Joe today. Yeah. But coming from Connecticut, state. which is, you know, there's Northeast and then there's like, Right there in the corner of the Northeast, next to Maine, yep. Vermont, and and yep. the, the original thirteen colonies, uh, yep. this little place called Connecticut. What was it like growing up there? Very. I just grew up in a suburban neighborhood. You know, wasn't much going on there. Lots of land, lots of space. Um, if you wanted to go anywhere, you had to drive. It's not like LA where you can kind of just get an Uber anytime you want, or there's like subway or train stations. Um, quiet too very quiet not a lot going on there but um it was nice it was very nice to grow up there because again it keeps you grounded it keeps you very humble than all like the chaos that's going on in like major cities so um yeah i didn't mind it yeah it wasn't really nice cool now was was acting something that was always uh in you um were you like a a young theater baby growing up or when, when did the bug hit you yeah. So when I was younger, you know how your parents kind of just try you in different things and kind of see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. So they put me in children's theater and I did this play called The Little Clown Who Forgot How to Laugh. Oh, Don't wow. remember it. But my parents said that after the show, I came up to them and I was like, oh, my gosh, mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy. I want to do this again. This was so much fun. And they were like, oh, crap. We didn't mean for her to actually like the acting. You mean you does. like it? You want I to loved it. Man, <laughs> I loved it so much. And they were like, cool, we will support you. Great. So <laughs> got bit by the acting bug there and continued doing children's theaters, did some um, local commercials. I did uh, live professional theater there. And I was just all in the theater, 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 theater. And I just loved it ever since. And it just kind of morphed into musical theater. And now I'm the voiceover. You know, that's that's um it's interesting that you say that. I I know a nice collection of, of folks mm-hmm. who um even at a young age, uh the arts were a part of their lives. Um yeah. talk about how being in that in that space um prepared you uh for, for doing voiceover and what you're doing now. I think it really prepared me in the ways that you have to be able to have an imagination to be able to also expand that imagination and be able to challenge yourself and improv and do different things. It's really important to have that background in acting and to to be grounded in it as well, as opposed to when you're on camera with TV and film, you can make mistakes, you can try again. But with theater, it's like, you better go and you better figure it out. And the show must go on, especially with live announcing. There's no room for error with that. Um, but I really enjoyed doing theater growing up. I miss it a lot as well. Um, musical theater as well taught me singing while acting. 
because there are some parts in voiceover that call for that, especially in animation. Yeah. Uh, so I think having a background in theater is very, very important. You've got to know how to act, even though you're acting real, but you got to know how to do it in an authentic way, portray it in an authentic way without showing that you're actually acting. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you feel, or I'm not gonna, even, I'm gonna not even say, do you feel? Um, I heard you say that you miss it. Uh, I know that there are a lot of repertory theaters in LA. Uh, do you ever say to yourself, let me just kind of go sneak in and watch? I have not or, thought about Or better that. yet, two-part question. Do you yeah. do you ever get the urge to go sneak in? And then if you did, do you ever say, you know, if I could just carve out this much time, I want to get back up there? That second question, absolutely. I would love, love, love to get back into theater. Uh, before COVID, I was going to different shows, you know, seeing my friend's shows, supporting them. And that just reignited that spark in me that like, I just want to get back in theater because it's my roots. I love it. So after COVID, it was, you know, it's been kind of hard uh, doing theater or even just being around people like that um, in a small setting. Uh, but Actually, this year, when the year started, I made it one of my New Year's resolutions to get out and see more musical theater shows at the Pantages or like anywhere that they're having it and just get back into theater. And I know a part of me is going to be like, let me just carve out some time and see if I can just, you know, try to get into a show or play or some musical and try to do that. Um, I actually did one before COVID and that was my last one that I did. Oh, and I really miss it. So what's yeah. a... um. What's a, pl a play or a musical that you haven't done? And if someone said, you know what, I hear there's an opening up for such and such character in that play and we want you, that you would say, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need some time because I've been waiting on this and I'm gonna go do it. <laughs> um, it would definitely be musical theater. So I would say it's between any character in In the Heights by Lin-Manuel Miranda oh, yes. or Nabalungi in the Book of Mormon. Ooh. That would be amazing. That's something that I auditioned for when I got out of musical theater school um, and didn't quite go that direction, but that's something, you know, I've been trained in classes for and yeah. I would love to jump back into it. I know every song. So yeah, that would make me really happy that or in the Heights. So I'm like, bring it back to Broadway. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, I'm just saying, Mr. Uh, Miranda, <laughs> if you're watching, I know a girl just saying. Uh, so, the transition from the Northeast way over to the West Coast. How does how and when did that happen? So that transition happened in the middle of my college years. So after I graduated high school in Connecticut, I went to New York City and I attended AMDA, American Musical and Dramatic Academy. So you learn musical theater, acting, dance, and singing, all of it. Um, and in order for me to get my bachelor's degree for four years, you had to finish at the LA location because they have a location in New York and LA. Oh, okay. But to get your bachelor's, you had to finish in LA. So I did my first two years in New York City and then transferred to LA, finished my last two years here, and then that's how I got my bachelor's degree and just ended up here. I mean, of course, now they have the four-year program in New York alone. You can finish there, but... I'm glad that it kind of had me experience both cities and I ended up here and my career is flourishing here. So I'm happy to live on another coast and mm. try it out. Yeah. Now talk about a contrast. I mean, you, you have experienced it 
uh, in a small dose going from Connecticut to New York, which is hustling and bustling and, and all that type of thing. But it's a, and I've lived in, in the city. Um, but then having to go from New York out here, well, I'm in Vegas, but on the West coast in, mm. in LA, that had to be an even bigger, like, okay, I, this, this is a big city, but this is a whole yeah. other thing. What was that like? That, it just felt so, it feels so spread out here. Like New York City is just like everything's happening in this space and everyone's mm -hmm. just congested and everyone's go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And then I come to LA and everyone's just like, chill, taking their time. <laughs> I'll meet you over there in like an hour and 40 minutes because that's how long it takes to get from one point to the other in LA. Talking like, to you, 405, 101. Man, <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's just like, I was like, why is everyone so slow? Let's go, let's go, let's move. And after I've been here about maybe 11 years now, it's definitely taken me back to kind of chill out, relax, take it easy, which is crazy. So now when I go back to New York, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I can't be here. <laughs> so it's a total it's opposite. Complete opposites, complete, which I think it's good for people to visit both cities, mm -hmm. if, especially if you want to be in the entertainment industry. So they can gotta get a taste of it, but yeah, the industry itself is crazy overall. So one's fast, one's easygoing. Take your pick. <laughs> well, living in New York is an experience. I actually lived in Staten Island, but I used okay. to catch the ferry over to the city. Yeah. Um, and I, I recall there was a moment. So you're talking to a guy from Florida who has been uh. in chilly, chilly weather, but not snowy weather. <laughs> Oh, and oh. and where I lived in Staten Island, there was this hill and I didn't catch the bus that day. I'm like, if I'm going to get used to this cold weather, I'm going to just brave the elements and I decide to walk. So the bus I usually take went past me going up the hill. All of a sudden I hear a whole bunch of tires screeching. That bus is now sliding back down. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, yeah, I picked a good day to walk. <laughs> gosh yeah um but wait there's more so i get to the ferry and um uh this is pre-cell phones for all you youngsters out there we actually <laughs> had pay phones on the boat and you could do a, a ship to shore phone call oh, which God. i thought was fascinating in itself but yeah. i'm on the boat and then we feel this boof, we have hit a chunk of ice, not Titanic style. Mind I was going to say, here we go again. <laughs> but we hit something. So now the ferry is kind of in the Hudson, kind of chilling because oh we can't go back to Staten Island and we can't go to, to Manhattan just yet. And everybody is rushing to the phones, dropping in quarters. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. If we hit something and we can't move, I'm like, well, it's ice. Can't you just, again, kid from florida in new york in the winter yeah. and i had no idea uh but when i got to uh new york it was such a culture shock for one um as in la everything is expensive everything is expensive i i was uh an intern on wall street and um no way yeah it was it was very hustle and bustle i didn't yeah. last long uh but I, <laughs> I, went, I went to mcdonald's for lunch and McDonald's, even in the 90s, was fairly cheap, not on Wall Street. I'm like, yeah, I'd like a number two combo, Big Mac, whatever it was. And she was like, yeah, it'd be $15. I'm like, $15? Are you kidding me? But it was just because it was on Wall Street. 
but it had a it had a guy in the McDonald's on a wordless or piano on this like circular thing playing the piano in the it was the, the fanciest burger uh, McDonald's I had ever seen unless you're giving me financial advice with that or like why is it so much i'm like is this for real so i'm like no thank you yeah i was like yeah new york ain't ain't my thing um still have uh family and friends there uh Mm -hmm. from new york new jersey all up and down the east coast but i ain't going back there uh, unless i I go see my agents or something like that so now you're in the now you're on the left coast you're getting your <laughs> bachelor's degree. And um, so what are you doing as far as, so you're going to school and you're working. Um, there's a story I want to lead up to, but we're not going to get there just yet. <laughs> but um, so what are you doing to, to, to keep yourself busy in between, you know, going to school? Are you, are you doing plays while you're in school? Uh, what's, what's life like when you make the transition to, Hey guys, I got to leave New York and now I'm going to LA. Mm-hmm. What are you doing out there for the first couple of years? Yeah. So for my first two years, I'm still in school. Um, we have plays that we can do within the school courses and stuff like that. So I'm not going out doing any of that just yet. Um, and I work at like a part-time job there, like at the school store, that kind of thing. So not out quite just yet, but also still, kind of just trying to learn my area, learn where everything is. I remember when I was there, um, I lived literally a block from my school and I didn't know the grocery stores. The closest thing was CVS. So literally I would go to CVS and take the little carts and just, that was my grocery shopping. <laughs> those things from like, yes, from those like two, three aisles was my grocery shopping. I mean, now I'm like, I'm going to Rouse and I'm like, wow, I really... I really elevated from that. That's crazy. That, yeah. I was not grocery shopping at all. <laughs> but, you know, I did what I could. And then after I graduated, that's when, like, you know, we all go on auditions, all musical theater auditions, that kind of thing. But um, I wasn't really booking any of that. So I was like, maybe that's not my thing. So I got a part-time job at The Grove um, and on Hollywood Boulevard and still trying to audition for little things, little plays, anything that I can get. So it's mainly working, trying to go to, like, SAG events and that kind of stuff. And then eventually I got into doing background work. So I did a lot of background work for the Disney Channel uh, for one of their shows. So I was able to bring in a little bit more income and um, get my SAG card after all that background, after all, and finally joined the union. And um, I was just hustling, bustling of trying to get, you know, short films and stuff to kind of create a demo reel to show people what I can do. Yeah. So now that I think about it, I'm proud of myself. I did a lot. Hey. Okay. Pat yourself hey, I'm like, girl, you hustled. Man, I had like three jobs at one point too. I had to make it work. And uh, apparently you did because you're still yeah. not there. <laughs> yeah. So did, so when did, um, well, I want to, I want to go one place before I go to another place. Mm-hmm. All right. So before voiceover, was it something that you were even interested in? No, I didn't even know what voiceover was. I didn't know that it was a thing. All I knew was acting, musical theater, plays, 
that's about it. But throughout my high school and college years, everyone always complimented my voice. It was like, you should get into it. You should try voiceover. Of course, my school didn't have classes for voiceover classes. I didn't know where to get those. I didn't know what to do. So it was after I graduated that I really looked into it. And I found this little school program that had acting classes, but they also had voiceover classes on the side. So I did a few acting classes and then decided to, okay, let me try this voiceover thing out. Let me take some classes. Um, I took that for about a year with Jeff Howell. Ah. And from there, that's when I signed with Atlas and then started getting auditions and just started booking. And here I am today. Awesome. So now to go to the place I wanted to go to, but I wanted to tell (laughs) that story first. Yeah. So in case you all have not, uh, don't, don't know. Um, just go to YouTube and, and prepare to just, you know, be amazed and maybe shed a tear or two. Uh, this young lady, you know, I'm not going to, I'll set it up, but I'll let her tell the story. Um, she had an opportunity to be on the Ellen show, uh, many, many moons ago. Um, uh, not once, but twice. And, uh, in between those, uh, episodes, um, Ellen did some nice things for her and, and told uh, the the folks about her story and 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 stuff like that, um, but you know who else better to tell it than the source? So I'm just gonna sit back and 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 let you tell <laughs> tell the fine folks how did that happen? How did all of that happen? And then not only that, um, from that, um, were you able to to capitalize off of it? Because I mean that's a big deal to mm-hmm. to be on the show, you know, not once, but then they bring you back, mm-hmm. and then the the trickle down from there so so tell everybody what what happened on ellen uh that that those two times yeah so tickets to the ellen show are free online i tried to get tickets and with shows like that they overbook people so in case people don't show up and i was one of those people that were kind of overbooked so um the first time i went i was in the overflow room in the back so we were still at the show but we were watching on little monitors in the back. Um, but we got guaranteed tickets to next season. So fast forward to next season, finally get to be in the audience there and we're watching them do the segments and all that kind of stuff. And then she goes, now who wants to play a game called what's in the box? So I'm like, I have to act the craziest in order for her to see me. So I'm like, pick me, pick me. I see her make eye contact with me. And then she comes up the stairs. She's just shaking her head and laughing. And so she interviews me a little bit, you know, tells me how to play the game. We play the game. And I end up winning $500 to her Ellen shop and then $500 to Nordstrom. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. I can't believe I actually won. So that's the end of that show. Um, And then I get an email after that saying, hey, we loved you on the show. We want to invite you back uh, to see what you bought with those gift cards. We want to like kind of interview you and do like a little mini commercial kind of thing. So they invite me back. They see me in the audience again. And they're just like, "Okay, just keep your energy down. You know, keep it chill so you can save it for when we film the commercial after she's finished filming all her segments. So I'm thinking it's a whole separate thing. So I'm sitting there, you know, going through the segments and watching everything happen. Then all of a sudden, Ellen goes... They start the next segment. She goes, two weeks ago, we surprised an audience member. And my mind just goes blank from there because my face shows up on the screen. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she's like, Noveen, come on down. I'm like, ah! I'm like coming down. We do a whole full on interview. Had no idea any of this was happening because now in my head, I'm like, so are we not doing that commercial or did you guys lie to me? 
because this mm. is what really was happening. I was like, ah, cut up, got it. So we do a full on interview. Um, she has me like do a jingle and talk about like her socks and chug a lug a lug chug and all of that stuff. And she has me read a little bit on teleprompter um, doing those little fake uh, show. The, the teasers, commercial yeah. things yeah the teasers and so um after that she gives me another 500 dollars ellen shop gift card to her shop and i was like oh my god what is happening right now so i'm thinking we're done they're like everyone's like great job great job great job they put me back in my seat we're waiting for like the next last segments to go ahead and i'm just like trying to breathe in the seat i'm sitting there <laughs> and then we're like all right last segment so they're filming the last segment, like and ellen's like you know what? There's one more thing I forgot to do. Novine, why don't you come back down? And I'm like, what? what? I cannot settle myself. What are you guys doing to me right now? So I get down there. She's like, oh, I just forgot to do one more thing. I just want you to read something else on teleprompter. It's, it's not going to be for the Ellen shop, but just go ahead and read it. And I'm like, okay. So here I am reading about Chevrolet. Nothing is clicking in my head because there's so much going on. They lied to me 10 million times. So I don't know what's happening. I'm reading about Chevrolet and then blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, so why am I telling you all about this? Because Ellen's given me the card that's right behind me. And I slow down and that's when it finally clicks yep. what's happening. She grabs the mic from me. I remember her holding my shoulders and turning me around and the doors are opening and there's my car. It's a Chevy Equinox, like, right? A 2017 Chevrolet Equinox. I was like, did, did I, did I just get a car? What is happening? It was so overwhelming. It was amazing. Tell her so, one and literally. So I got that, which was crazy. But also after that, they still loved me so much. They signed a little contract with me for a year. And then I got to be on her Ellen's game of games show. So oh, basically all the sweet. games she plays on her show. It's yeah. Giant sized. So I got to be dope. on that, made it to like the very last round, didn't win. But even if we lost, they still gave us like a bunch of different gift cards to choose from. So that was really nice. So I got to so, ask. Yeah. Do you still have the car? I do. Really? She's in the garage. Yep. Wow. Still got her. It was so old, five, five years old now. Five, you six, still drive seven. it though? Like, was it just still like. Still drive just it. Oh, okay. Oh, nope. That's my main car. Drive it everywhere. I used to have a bumper sticker on the back of it that said, Ellen DeGeneres gave me this car. And people would pull me over on the side of the road and on the highway. They're like, does she really give you that car? I'm like, <laughs> driving. Yes. Yes. Just, yes. Look up my name. No being on Ellen. Uh, just you do that. And I'm like, merch yeah, coming. Right. I was like, you guys, what? I'm like, should I just put like a QR code on the back of my car at that point? But yeah, I got a lot of like questions about that, which is really cool. And I would see people in my rear view mirror being <laughs> like yeah. taking a picture of my bumper sticker. And I'm like, oh, there we go again. And just like that, you were a celebrity of sorts. Yeah, yeah that was a little insane. And that uh, was so unexpected. But I mean, so the reason... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just, just going to say, so how did that, that help you uh, in the future? Uh, you know, did did being on the show, uh, when you started to, you know, perhaps audition for stuff, people may have recognized your face or your voice. Like, were there any, I'm, I'm sure there were benefits of it, but how did it, mm -hmm. how did it help in, in the shaping of your, your career from that point? So I was signed with Atlas 
by then. I had just signed with them, I believe, in March. And this happened in February. So it was right around the same time that that happened. And within that year, that's when I had got the MTV Video Music Awards, the VMAs, which was my first live award show that I ever live announced. So I wouldn't say that there was anything directly that I got from Ellen that I was aware of that someone told me, but Mm -hmm. I did get gigs after that. And a lot of the gigs that I got after that, they were always like, oh, I saw you on Ellen. Or they would ask about it or somehow it would come up or something like that. And we would talk about it, but they would never say like, oh, we gave you this job because we saw you on Ellen. But it was just a way for people to know who I was more and see that I had on camera reading skills on the spot like that. And um, uh, yeah, people did recognize me. I still worked at my part-time job. So people were like, um oh i decided to take this tour because i saw you on ellen so when i was on ellen i talked about how i had a part-time job at a theater and um when i do these tours i do tours for people and sometimes at the end of the tour they would tip you and i don't like keeping the tips it kind of feels a little weird to me so i was like okay let me take the tips i would go out buy food and hand it out to the homeless that's how what i would do with my tips and i had told ellen that story so I feel like that's part of the reason why she turned around and gave me a car because my car also broke down at that time. So a lot of people saw the episode and would come to the theater and take tours, hoping they would get me as the tour guide. So that was kind of interesting too. I was like, wow, this is really reaching people everywhere. Everyone's seen this. And, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a a great story. And I remember you saying that, that, you know, you, you were, uh, be on these tours and, you, you know, like you said, take the money and, and then basically just redistribute it. Like, you know what? I'm good, but I know some folks that maybe aren't as good as I am, even though I'm struggling, mm-hmm. they're struggling more. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that's a testament to just uh, having a, a good heart um, where you know that, yeah, I could probably use this, but, you know, and I've been to LA a few times, th- their homeless problem out there is... Horrendous. Yeah, yeah, and and I've lived in at least five major cities in my life: um, mm-hmm. Miami, DC, um, New York. Um, you know, and then having been to LA and been to Philadelphia, uh, I've never seen it the way it is out there. Uh, I recall coming out there, meeting some friends to go to breakfast, and I couldn't find the spot because the address that they had given me it wasn't there anymore. And this homeless dude was like, Hey, you looking for, for the restaurant for breakfast? And I'm like, how the hell does he know that? But I'm, I'm sure he's been there long enough that he knows that yeah. Yeah, they, they moved it, man. It's up on so-and-so and so. Wow. Like, how does he know that? <laughs> and um, he should be getting paid to, to move people to tell people I'm where to go. You. So I'm like, yeah, that's what we're looking for. He said, yeah, man, it's, it's, they moved it up the hill to, and I can't think of the name of the place now. Um, had the biggest pancakes I have ever seen. Uh, BZ Cullens, it's your fault. And I, told, <laughs> I say, you want to bring you something back? Yeah, man, bring me something back. And I guess oh. he thought I was kidding. I couldn't finish the, the breakfast. So I still had maybe about three or four pancakes that were the size of a vinyl album. Um, no way. After the show, uh, I'm going to reach out to BZ because I'm sure he'll know the name of it. If if you- That is and, huge. And, and Luke get a chance. Yeah. Uh, 
you're welcome. Uh, don't eat <laughs> anything that day because you are going to be yes. full. But oh long story God. short, I go, I don't eat everything. I may have had maybe of the four stacked pancakes they brought, I had, I fought through one and a half of them. And then whatever portions I did not physically touch or eat, I wrapped it back up and we drove mm-hmm. back down and I found that guy. I said, hey man, I ain't forget about oh. you. And he looked, he was like, you remember? I said, I told you I got you. And he was like, oh, shoot, it got strawberries on it. You all right with me? Bro? I said, enjoy, man. Because I always get strawberries with my pancake. I said, yeah. I, I have to do that. But I, I get it. Um, so I, I, I saw that and was like, that's dope. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Because somebody has to look out for them. Of um, course, yeah. You know, a, a lot of people don't know, for a very small stint, I myself was homeless. And so mm-hmm. I have a soft spot uh for them luckily i had friends that i had clothes at this friend's house i was able to go wash up at this friend's house but um in my early 20s uh your boy was out there in the miami streets um not as bad as as they had it but yeah still even for a, a week or two on the streets compared to years you can see um you see a different part of the city that no one else sees because you're oh. seeing it from different from different yep. eyes. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, I I I have a soft spot for uh, for folks in need. So let's wow. move on. Um, things are starting to pick up for you uh, in VO. You, you you did your first live announce. Um, you I think you started doing you started doing animation before video games, or do I have it the other way around? uh video games first okay yeah video game came first and then animation came after yeah do you remember your first game red dead redemption 2 indeed now rockstar is a pretty big franchise of games you know they got uh they got red dead they got grand theft auto Mm -hmm. one through now six yeah oh jeez wow yeah six is coming out next year um okay but I digress. <laughs> what was that like being uh, part of a triple um, A game is, 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 is Red Dead? I didn't even know how big Red Dead was or just the gravity of working for a company like Rockstar Games is. And I remember I was at an audition for some play or something. Cause again, I was still kind of like fresh out of uh, college trying to audition for things. And I remember I was there in the waiting room with my friends and I saw the email that said, I booked it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I booked my first gig. This is so quick. It's a video game. But of course it was under NDA. So I'm like, I sure. didn't know what the name of it was. I was just like, oh my God, my first gig. This is really cool. So when my agent had told me to call them. So I called them and they're like, Hey, so we just want to make sure that you're okay with the character, with the role that it is. Of course, in my eyes, I was like, whatever you need me to do. It's my first gig. Let's go. Let's go. They were like, okay. So the character, just so you know, because I didn't know anything about Red Dead 2 or what it was even about is a whore. You will be voicing a whore in the whore house. And you know, you're just gonna be one of those ladies and then and, and she tells a little story, whatever <laughs> she does. And I, and I did not hesitate. I was like, yes, I'll do it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. I'll be the whore. Thank you. Literally. And, and 
I was just so happy to have a first booking, of course. whatever it was, and to start my voiceover career that I was all, all for. And I was so, so proud of myself. Of course, the game didn't come out till like three years later. And I finally found out what it was when it showed up on my IMDb. And I was like, oh, that's what I did. Okay, cool. And then I learned the gravity of how big it is. And everyone's like, oh, you did Red Dead 2? What? That was your first game? Are you kidding me? And I was like, oh, I get this now. Oh, okay. Because I don't really play video deal. games. I play Mario Kart. Yep. But yeah, where is it? There it is. Yep, Red Dead 2. So my first booking, had to idolize it. And I'm like, wow. Wow, that's that's incredible. Now that I think about it years later, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm proud of myself. That was That was wild. No, it's 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 really it's a thing. Um, you know, speaking of I remember when I first booked uh, when I first booked Madden and mm. I did not know like you when you get these these auditions uh sometimes the devs and and the casting folk have to give it a code name so you don't yeah. run around like hey, I just auditioned for so yep. it just said, "Hey, there's a sports game coming out." And they need a kind of sports sounding guy, but with an urban voice. I'm like, I, I can do that. And I gave him a few lines and, and then mm -hmm. I got a call back. And luckily for me, because um, I was in Florida at the time, it was like, yeah, uh, the studio wants you to come and uh, read in person. Okay, where okay. am I going? It's yeah. like, it's in Orlando. I said, oh. So an hour and some change from from Jacksonville. Yeah, I can do mm -hmm. that with my eyes closed. So um, there were omens around me, though. Good omens. And, I'll, and mm. I'll explain. So on the way there, I had already known uh, Tiburon Studios, uh, which is uh, a part of EA. I'm like, Tiburon's there. But I'm thinking, but Madden is already coming out in a month. I don't think it's for Madden. Maybe it's a, yeah. a, a rival game or, you know, something yeah. totally different. But I'm like, then again, I know they have a lot of downloadable content. So now my wheels are turning, but I'm like, nothing uh, that I read in the script would yeah. lead me to believe because they were fictitious football teams. So it wasn't like the 49ers. Was oh, like the, I see. The, yeah. The Arkansas Red Dragons versus the <laughs> Tennessee Chalupas or something. I'm like, well, Nah, this ain't these this names. Ain't, this ain't Madden. I'm like, yeah. hey, it's, it's for it's for something Madden esque. But whatever it is, I'm mm -hmm. just glad they called me. Mm -hmm. Um, the hotel because I went down the night before because I have a couple classmates and I wanted to hang out with them. Um, before I went to read, but because I got there and I was just anxious and like, uh, you know what? I want to see nobody. And here's the omen. As I open the curtains. And I look across the street of the I-4 overpass. On the other mm -hmm. side of the overpass, there's a building. And at night, the light came on. And I looked over, and the two letters on the side of the wall, E-A. Sports. I game. said, let me go look at this address again. <gasps> oh, my God. Sure enough. The same building where I saw that E and the A. Wow. It was so now I'm excited and extra nervous because I'm <laughs> like, oh, damn, what if this is for Madden or, or some yeah. different version? Because I know EA used to do, they had Madden and they had this football game called NFL Street. So what if they bring mm -hmm. NFL Street back? And now 
I'm losing it. I'm, I'm going from, yeah. ah, it's just some rinky dink yeah. game to wait. But EA's across the street. In the this is why they don't tell us. Right. <laughs> we get to it our but heads. I, I've always been a detective like that. I'm like, but the address and the. Mm-hmm. So that next morning, and I now I'm I'm it's a it was like a three minute drive. And I get there and the security person's like, Hi, good morning. I'm like, hi, yes, I'm I'm here. Uh um I'm like, what am I here? Oh, I'm here for an audition. <laughs> I blanked out because I was excited. I'm like, Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm uh <clears throat> I'm Trey Mosley and I'm here for an audition. I had to get, I really had to get myself together. And um, she was like, oh yes, Mr. Mosley, the team's waiting for you. Welcome, Um, come on in. So I I parked my car and I'm seeing all these like sports cars and Teslas. I'm like, oh, y'all got money, money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now (laughs) the nerves are starting to, so I, I walk in and at that time, uh, who was on the cover? I think Patrick Mahomes was on the cover. Mm-hmm. And they had this monitor. So you know they have these 100-inch TVs out now? They had yeah. one then, but it was as tall as the, the, the roof to the floor, and it oh was him gosh. in the quarterback pose. And I'm like, oh, this for real. And um, this they had me in the waiting area. Nicest waiting area ever. There's a breakfast bar they're making omelets you can get a smoothie or a banana or whatever i'm like oh. i can move in and just stay here. right i can stay here i can leave hook me you up got y'all? The, you know <laughs> I, I would i would like some uh frittatas please oh I my mean, it god was, it was real laid out and so this guy walks up he's like are you here for the madden update and i look at him like and he looks back at me with this pale face like i don't think i should have said that he takes off and i never saw this guy again and i used to drive down before i moved i used to drive down to the studios uh a couple of times a month to record Mm -hmm. i don't think he was supposed to tell me that but i've never seen him again uh long story short they got rid of him they make you sign an nda even before you enter the building no way. I Whoa. kid you not. So when you walk up, security hands you a badge, ask who you're here to see, and they have like a touchpad, like an wow. iPad. And you yeah. have to read and say, I won't do this. I won't do this. I won't say this. I won't scan. I won't take pictures. I won't take video unless given permission. And then I signed, gave a thumbprint. And dang, lockdown. Yeah, for real. And then they came and got me. Um, I, I did the read. I was only supposed to be there maybe 20 minutes or so, 45 minutes later, because they were just throwing everything at me. Okay, how would you say oh. it if it was third and five? How would you say it if it was fourth and one? I said, look, let me tell y'all something. This is turning into a session, and you're going to yeah. have to pay me. Um, yeah. I ain't never had no audition in almost an hour, and they was, and we were just having fun. They was like, yeah, all right, man, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, hey, we had just so much fun with you, and, you know, thanks for coming down. And I left that same day and I was talking to, to Danielle and I was like, I, I think they like me. I mean, they, they kept me there almost an hour. So they had to yeah. kick me out or, or pay your boy. And yeah. so <laughs> I did something just because I felt, all right, if I really want to impress these people, what's something I can do? 
I went on LinkedIn and I looked up the producers that I had met with in the session mm-hmm. and I reached out to them uh, via the uh, LinkedIn DM and said, Hey, just want to thank you guys for the opportunity. It was really great meeting with you all. They would say, Hey man, thanks for reaching out. What wasn't expecting this. I'm like, I know that's mm-hmm. right. You were. <laughs> so my agent, um, a few days later says, Hey, what are you doing uh, next week? I'm like, I got nothing planned. It's like, Oh yeah, you do. You lie. She's like, I'm not lying. They want you. What? <gasps> four games and four years later. Whoa, no way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So if you look right, move your hand there. And yep. right there. They gave me commemorative plaques. Um, you know what? I'll just pop it off. That is so cool. They did that. So for wow. the years that I've done the game, uh, this one was for Madden 22. That one is for Madden 23. I'm expecting one uh, for Madden 24, which is wow. where we are now. Um, yeah. Probably one of the best jobs ever. That so, so, yeah, cool. you, you really don't realize the magnitude of something until you're yep. a part of it, which yep. is where I was trying to get to all along, but it was just a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good story. It was good. I, I learned something new about you. I didn't know. So that was, there you go. That was good. So live announce, because I know you said that the MTV Awards was your first one. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like pimples, you were just popping them, though. Just what happened yeah. from that first one to where you kind of became, you know, on every every producer's speed dial? Because it was like, wait, she just did. But I just heard yeah. her on. And now yep. she's doing, like, mm-hmm. explain that domino effect because you were still doing cartoons. You were still doing games. Yeah, yeah. But then this other subgenre, VO, started to really take off for you. Um, how that really happen? Yeah, so I did the MTV VMAs, the Video Music Awards, in August 2017. I remember that. And next was the People's Choice Awards. And that was usually, like, November, December-ish time. And it was the same producers that did MTV. And they said, hey, we loved you from that. Do you want to audition and try this one? So ended up doing People's Choice Awards that year. And then the following year, I ended up being the voice of the E! Network. So because I was the voice of the E! Network and People's Choice Awards was E!, they were just like, hey, do you want to just keep doing it every year as long as like you're with us? So I ended up doing five people's choice awards and that was incredible and it was again it was the same producers same writers and all those kind of people that i would continue working with and um while i was in the contract with e of course i was not allowed to do other live award shows from other networks so i wasn't allowed to do mtv and all that kind of stuff so after my contract had ended with e network then it just opened up the door for me to do all these other live award shows that have been wanting to like MTV even tried coming back in the middle of my e-contract and was like, Hey, can she do this? Is she allowed to do this? And, um, my agent was like, let's ask you, maybe you can. And they were like, no, no, so (laughs) weren't able to do that. They tried twice and they were like, no, no. So after I was done with E then, um, I was able to MTV movie TV awards, SAG awards, NFL honors. Like, again, it was just like, they knew me from the other previous award shows that I've done, but also social media helped that too. 
getting myself out there and showing what it's like live announcing behind the scenes and that's how I was able to get, like do the GLAAD Awards as well, um, MTV Movie and TV Awards, NASCAR, San Francisco 49ers. Like it's just, I've just expanded across so many new genres that I didn't even know existed or that I was capable or even able to do. Mm-hmm. So that that was just incredible. Just, yeah, like you said, just kept exploding just every everywhere. So again, I'm challenging myself, but also learning new things and trying new things. So um it's been an incredible journey. I didn't know that I would love live announcing again. I didn't know what voiceover was when I started. So now I'm like, Oh, I like this. This is cool. (laughs) Let's keep doing live announcing specifically. I love that. (laughs) Nice room. I think I'll stay. Yeah, exactly. This room by myself. (laughs) So give us a bird's eye view of that because you know, I've, I've done on a, a a lower scale, some, some VOG, uh, Mm -hmm. voice of God for you folks who don't know, um, uh, live announce, but give us a bird's eye view of what it's like on on a major scale um, when you got who knows how many people in your ear at one point, and then you hear those those two words, Q announce. Um, tell us how how what what's your workflow like with the people that you're working with, and and how do you get yourself prepared? Yeah. So leading up to the show, we'll have a few pre-recorded sessions that we do. So I'll get to see the script. I get to see some stuff here and there and kind of pre-record some stuff. Then the day of the show, I arrive. Um, Usually an associate producer or someone comes to get me that I always meet up with and who will also be in the booth with me to kind of help direct me and stuff. Um, I'll get my giant binder of the full script and all information about the show, like even the blueprint of like where we're at. Everything will be in everything will be in that binder. But the most important thing is the script for me. So I'll get to my room, get the script. I'll go through all my lines, say them out loud, tab them, do little markings in the book if I need to take a pause here or however to make it flow for me. Um, And then I'll also look up names that I don't know on YouTube um, of them pronouncing their own name so I can say it correctly. So just preparing that book. Also day of, I don't have like any cheese i don't do like ranch dressing on my salad like nothing like that it's just like straight crackers and um maybe soup lots of tea honey all that kind of stuff um but just preparing getting myself in the zone and mind you i have to get there like 11 a.m day of when the show is not till like 5 p.m so we're there all day so after going through my book then um i have a lot of downtime so i get to know my space get to know where the bathroom is because <laughs> for a chaotic show like that, you better go before and with the amount of water you're drinking, you better find the longest commercial break that you can if you need to go in the middle of the show, which is insane. But showtime is when it really gets crazy for me because um, everything's live, everything's on air. The beginning, you know, just saying names here and there, but it's the outros and intros that get really crazy. Outro going out to commercial or coming back from commercial. Because mm-hmm. depending on how much time is left in the show, towards the end of the show, that's when they'll start cutting lines or they'll start shortening lines. And they'll right. change the script last minute. So as I'm doing the show, oh my gosh, there's like so many people in my ear. So in one ear, I'll have the actual show of what people hear on TV happening. Mm-hmm. And then the other ear... It's a director, the producer, other crew members who are trying to talk to the the head people and they're going back and forth with different things. But the only thing I need to listen for is ready announce, cue announce. 
that's all I listen for in my head. Or if there's any line changes, if they say we're running out of time, do we want to say this line? Oh, is so-and-so not going to show up then? Okay, so we're going to cut their line out and have someone else show up. So then my line has to change of who I'm announcing. So it's just little things I have to listen for, but also make sure the timing is correct with what I'm saying Mm -hmm. for each thing. It's just, it's so chaotic in my ear that I'm just like, I don't know how I do it but I just know what to listen for. When I explain it to other people and I show them examples, they're just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. But somehow I'm able to separate that and I really, really enjoy it. But um, live announcing is not for the faint of heart. No. You've got to be brave. You've got to be courageous. No. Yep, you've got to be able to take changes on the spot and not poop your pants. Well, I I feel like also um, if you have a good production team around you yes. that they prepare you because I did some stuff here in town in Vegas uh, for this conference called CinemaCon mm-hmm. and my producer was literally sitting to my right and turning the pages for me. So all I had to do, he would just give me a, he's like, all right, so and so is going to come out and you're going to um announce them introduce them in three two and he would just tap me i'm like ladies and gentlemen jamie lee curtis and i'm like i just introduced jamie lee curtis how about that and um (laughs) it was cool it was it was the coolest thing uh to 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 do um even even on that scale because you get an excitement from it not only yes this is a great job that i'm doing but to be a part of that whole thing and you're Mm -hmm. seeing it from 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 pre-production to live to post-production and you're there in the in the midst of it all talk about how exciting that is once once the high of doing the show is over and now it's like oof all right we got through another one um (laughs) (laughs) have you have you ever had a uh any brush with a celebrity who may have you know you're walking through the hall they're walking through the hall he's like hey that's so and so the heck Oh, I'm the announcer. Oh, you're doing a great job. Like anything like any, 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 I talk for a living. Any interactions? <laughs> have there been any interactions like that? There we go. Uh, yeah, I've definitely introduced myself to some celebrities that I've been a longtime fan of. Um, Jenna Ortega, who does Wednesday and was on yeah. the Disney Channel. Introduced myself to her backstage. I think it was People's Choice or MTV Moving TV Awards. And I just introduced myself to her and told her who I was. And that was a live announcer for the show. And I'm introducing her name on stage. And she was like, oh, really? That's really cool. Good for you. Yeah, nice to meet you. So she was super kind. Um, I met Dakota Fanning at the SAG Awards and told her what I did as well, that I introduced her. And she's like, wow, that's a big job. Great, (laughs) great job. Congratulations. Like, that's awesome. Great to meet you. And I got to meet Lin-Manuel Miranda as well, um, because my husband has a friend who... um, did shows with him as well, mm-hmm. um, write, write shows with him. And um, it's just cool when I tell them who I am and then it clicks to them that I'm the one who does it. It gives me that little spark of, whoo, okay, so they know for like the split second and this is really freaking cool. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's just so much going on. And and after after the show is when I get that like, relief of wow okay we got through it but holy crap that was so much fun i want to do it again so much fun so i feel like after the show is one like 
it inspires me even more and pushes me more to want to do another show or even do a different show, something mm -hmm. that can challenge me, something that's different. So it just, I just have that, that urge to, to just keep going to do, to do more shows. And I love it. I love it so much. I can tell, um, you know, it, it's, it's an exciting thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a rush. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I totally agree with you about, um, bathroom breaks. Cause I had to skedaddle. <laughs> There's like, oh yeah, this God. is gonna, yes. like, this is gonna be a three minute piece where they're gonna be showing a movie trailer. I'm like, great, I'll be back. And yeah, I get that. Uh, Dude, I've go. gone to the bathroom a few times for certain shows. And of course, like in the book, it'll tell you, like you said, how much time you have for mm -hmm. a commercial break. Sometimes that stuff is like incorrect and they'll maybe come back early or I'm not supposed to be opening, but they mm -hmm. just change it last minute. And I've had times where I've gone to the bathroom and thankfully my manager is with me, uh, who's my husband. He's with me and he's calling me back. He's like, Queen, Queen Obey, they need you back. And I'm like, I didn't even wash my hands. I'm like running back down the hall. And I'm like, what are we reading? What do we need to do? Okay, got it. Please welcome Snoop Dogg. And I'm like, you guys, stop doing that. You said so, two minutes. You literally, said two minutes. I try and plan it out so much. So I'm like, the biggest commercial break, that's when I'm going to go. And that's when they need me. It's always when they need me. But I sit there for like two hours and they don't need me. Then the moment I go, they need me. I'm like, you guys are watching me, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like going on a trip. Uh, people always tell people, if you want to book a lot of VO work, Take a trip. Yep. Yep. Everybody in the world will all of a sudden need you ASAP or urgent. Can you do this now? Yep. Just driving here from Florida to to Vegas, I booked out because I knew I was going to be on the road at least three days. Nope. Here I am in my car with my 416 like this tomorrow night on ABC. So and so and so on. I'm like, this is how is this even working? But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that happened to me twice. My husband and I, we were going to get married in Maui and just have, you know, the week to ourselves. And literally right before that, we were like, okay, we're not going to like go out. We don't want to get sick. Let's just take the week off of not going anywhere and just doing work from home. Yeah. Nope. They're like, hey, um, <laughs> Willie Nelson, can you voice his show? It's a two-day show at the Hollywood Bowl. And I was like, yes, yes. I, I need the money. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. And... Thankfully, it didn't overlap our wedding, but it was like right before. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh, you guys. And then even NASCAR last year, we were supposed to go back to Hawaii for his birthday. And that ended up overlapping. And they're like, hey, do you want to, um, you know, voice NASCAR to be on November 4th? And we were like, we're supposed to be gone like the second to like the sixth. Uh. So literally, we had to cancel it and we're like, should we pay to go on a trip or should we go on a trip and get paid to do a job that I love? Hey, now. Let's go ahead and do NASCAR. So we ended up doing NASCAR. So, yep, that is 100% true. Just book a book a trip anywhere and you will get booked. It, it's it's true, people. It, it, it never, never fails. So um, before we wrap, uh, like I said, uh, you are a, a newlywed. And yeah. um, so let's. You see how she lit up? She's, yeah. <laughs> so talk about that. Uh, now that you have a, a family um, and, you know, you and, and hubby and, and he's very 
integral in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it differ now having someone uh, in your life while you're doing VO as mm-hmm. opposed to like, how do you, how do you find the balance? Okay. I'm not Queen Noveen right now. I'm just Noveen the wife versus, mm-hmm. Hey hun, about that dinner we were supposed to go to uh, ESPN just called. Yeah. I got a thing. So how do you juggle those balls in the air? Usually for a lot of the voiceover stuff that I do, he comes with me to the live announcing stuff. So he's able to handle the logistics and all that kind of stuff. And when we're somewhere else other than home, out and about at a job, we both have our business caps on. So there's never a time when we're like, oh, hey, babe, this, hey, babe, that. It's always Luke, Noveen, Queen. So we're very on top of it, uh, which is pretty good. And he is so smart. He's so knowledgeable. He's a go-getter. He's very hard-driven. He's just, he knows how to manage and he thrives in that world. So I'm so grateful to have met someone that loves to manage people, but also we have a great relationship outside of business as well. So it kind of just worked hand in hand with each other. And I'm so grateful to have him come on these trips with me and be able to, you know, get the footage that everyone sees on social media, but also be able to guide me and support me on how the business actually works. Because before him, I didn't have these videos up on social media. I never posted any of that. I was private on Instagram. I didn't have a TikTok. Um, I was just all to myself. I wasn't doing red carpets. And then when he met me, he was like, no, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. Like you are talent, you are talented and you need to be out there and show people what you have. So I always give credit to him for pushing me and supporting me and putting me out there. And I'm um, glad that he's has, he has my back. So, yeah. Well, that's what's up. Um, because I, I think people need to realize, even though for us as the talent and we're trapped in our booths or in our home studios mm-hmm. for how many hours a day, there are still people behind the scenes that are helping us to get to where we, we want to yeah. go. Yeah. Um, you know, be it our family, you know, our reps, even our friends who may call and say, Hey man, I I heard you on this, this, and this. I told all the boys back home, yeah, yeah that's, that's my man right there. Or, yeah. you know, it, it's good to have people that are in your corner. Um, of course it's, it's cool. So as we wrap, um, as I do with all my guests, I think we have to mm-hmm. get some kind of sponsorship with something. Cause I feel I need to. So, um, in closing, uh, I like to ask uh, all of my guests, you know, when cameras are off and mics are off and no one's on stage or giving you reams of paper to read. Yeah. How does the queen take time out for herself? I love that question. That, that is the best question because you don't get a lot of that question in regular interviews. I love just staying home. This is my room here. I watch a lot of documentaries. I love watching Disney Plus, National Geographic. I love learning about the weather and how it works. Like if I wasn't a voiceover artist, I'd probably be a natural geologist because I love learning about Hmm. the earth and weather, but specifically natural disasters. I love tornadoes and hurricanes and typhoons and and volcanoes and all that kind of stuff. So I love watching that. Um, I have four pets. I have my two cats and my two dogs that I hang out with and play with. Um, But I also love just going to the park or going somewhere where I can just sit down and read my book. I have Disney books that I read. I love doing that. I love painting. I love baking cupcakes. 
I love sweets. So I love doing cake, oh, cupcakes. I'm actually boy. pretty good at making cakes. I got I got to show you the cake I made for Luke's birthday last two years What's ago. What's your favorite cake to make? Funfetti. Just straight Funfetti. Any kind of colored frosting on it. Rainbow sprinkles. Sugar, sugar, and sugar. Oh, uh, li- literally. <laughs> I could make I made cupcakes for Luke's um uh job. They had a holiday party and I made so many cupcakes and I was like, don't eat them. They're not for you. Don't eat them. They're not for you. He ate them. I wanted to eat. I want I wanted to eat them <laughs> so bad. He brought them to work and came back and there was some left. I was like, yes. <laughs> They're mine now. <laughs> See, I love I, cupcakes. I, I would, I would, as I tell people, sometimes I have to love folks from a distance. I could not be with you because you'd be like, <laughs> hey, hey, we're having this thing, me and Luke, and we're making some cupcakes. I'm like, I'll just have one. Five cupcakes later. <laughs> exactly. I can't stop myself. It's so good. It's so good. I'm like, one a day. That's, one, that's too much. Ten a day. I look at any type of bread and I instantly gain three pounds. <laughs> and you're oh talking about bread and sugar. Yes. Ooh, ooh. Listen, whenever it's your birthday, let me know. I can bake you a little something. I got you. Oh, October twenty second. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. I turn. I so a lot of people don't believe me when I tell them I'm turning fifty this year. <gasps> The big five oh yes you I'm sure turning, I, I kid you not I am turning 50 this year um you know I'm 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 I'm, I'm loving my gray I'm you know not not too bad a fella for for approaching the top of the hill um, <laughs> you look good though you look good I, well thank you sister I'm I'm, yeah, now I'm just course. working on I gotta work on the exterior a little bit we're gonna get it right them cupcakes ain't gonna help but um <laughs> My friends don't believe me, but for my 50th birthday, if I can get it scheduled, I am getting a bounce house. <gasps> Do it. I will be there. <laughs> so if, if you can get to Vegas in October, um, I got a, the backyard. We're slowly renovating it and getting artificial grass and all that stuff. Yeah. And my big ass going to be in the bouncy house. So I love I said, that. Even if I got to be in it by myself, Danielle's like, I'm getting in too. My sister is like, I'll come get in. So that's 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 two people. But uh, I'm trying to get some folks who aren't afraid to be kids. So I, I and this Count is me not even, this isn't even voiceover related. I feel that reaching 50 is a milestone, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to. I don't want to look at it like, oh, you're getting older. I probably have more days where i feel how i felt in my 20s and yes. 30s now don't yep. get it twisted it's some days 49 feel like 49 yeah baby. yeah but i have some days where i'm like I'm, a, I'm at least a good 32 today I'm good. Right. yeah you know so i'm 32 and i still feel the same years ago i'm like this number doesn't i don't feel different girl you, you 32 yeah, y'all hear this 32, 32. Man, thirty. My 30s was fun, man. Yes. My, my 40s ain't been bad either, but 32? Hey, 32. I could I could sleep till six in the morning, get up at eight, go to yep. a job, then go to a Just party at nine and stay there till three in the morning and then go to bed at six and get up at eight and rinse and repeat. Now yep. I'm like, 
Uh, it's seven thirty. I'm gonna get ready, y'all, in a minute. And by ten o'clock, I'm like, I ain't. You God, God, I ain't, I ain't coming. I know I told y'all I was coming, but I ain't coming. If I haven't, yeah, made about a, that. Yeah, if I have made a true commitment by eight o'clock, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Coming. It's not happening. Yep, it's not happening. I'm watching Club Netflix, bed. or I'm. Man, I thought there you was coming. There you go. Man, what time is? Oh, I missed. Oh, I ain't coming. See y'all next time. Yeah, see you next time. So I'm trying to restore and recharge. So on 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 day one of fifty, I'm like, it's bounce house time, and I'm there. We go. I'm getting in. I'm getting in. Yes. The invitation has been sent. Well, thank you. We are RSVPing. We will be there to support you. (laughs) I am a kid at heart always. So anytime you want to do kid stuff, count me in. I'm down. See that? Let's do it. All right. How can the fine folks find you out there? And, and and if you haven't found already, what's wrong with you? But in the event that you haven't, tell them how they can reach you. You guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Queen Noveen. I also have a website, queennoveen.com. And I will be starting my own voiceover classes this month. They'll be dropping this month. Stay tuned very, 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 very soon. Oh, yeah. um, where I'm giving back and teaching people voiceover and uh, how to get into it. And soon I'll be offering promo classes, live announced classes, and I'll have some guest speakers, which, Trey, I would love you to be a part of. Say less, um, yes. But yeah, um, I'll be announcing that on Ready Q Announce on Instagram at Ready Q Announce. So um, yeah, Instagram and TikTok at Queen Oveen and at Ready Q Announce. Nice. Uh, this might be cherry picking a little bit, but you mm-hmm. think you could you could give me a, a nice outro <laughs> right now? No pressure. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay wait wait wait. It's called Time Out with Trey Mosley, right? Take time out with Trey Mosley. Take time out. Um. Okay. You have just watched Take Time Out with Trey Mosley with Queen Noveen. Thank you for watching. And this is why it's good to have me, old friends. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good now. Thank you all for watching. I just got my outro. I don't know about you, but I got mine. And uh, we will see y'all next time. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley podcast, part of the Titan Media Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcast. To see the video version of this, you can find us on YouTube or the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley YouTube page. Thanks for listening, or thanks for watching. Either way, we'll see you next time.